Welcome to the Continental Drift for the week ending February 19th. I am Andy Valver. Well, it is still all about Ukraine. And everyone thinks that any day now the Russians will go in. I was watching TV news footage from eastern Ukraine the other night, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Men carrying guns, slogging through mud trenches. The only difference between that and World War I over a hundred years ago is that the images were in color and not black and white. Have we learned so little in a century? It is mind-boggling that this is happening at all in a world filled with cell phones, electric cars, nonstop flights to all corners of the globe, satellite television, and modern conveniences that were unimaginable a century ago. And yet, here we are, making all the same mistakes, and all because grown men insist on acting like little boys in short pants. I think at this point, it's not whether the Russians will invade, but more an issue of how much are they going to take. I think we got a clue from the Russian Duma, or the Russian parliament, who voted on Tuesday to ask Putin to recognize two Russian-backed breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine as independent. So, now that he has been formally asked to do so, will Putin do it? Everywhere, TV screens are filled with images of tanks, missiles being launched, men running around with guns and attack helicopters flying. The Russians say they don't want war. But, gee, you know, you could have fooled me. I think they'll go in, grab some real estate, and call it a day. At least that's what I'm hoping. Poland and Hungary have their knickers in a twist because the European Court of Justice has said that they have to abide by the rules of the EU. This is a blow to the right-wing leaders of those countries who want to have it both ways. They get a lot of money from the EU, but don't want to follow the rules. Both right-wing governments have also created a tough climate for women and the LGBTQ community. So this ruling from the ECJ is a win for everyone. A Bulgarian MEP or member of the European Parliament made what appeared to be a Nazi salute after a debate in Parliament in Strasbourg. He was complaining about what he referred to as heavy-handed rulings from the EU. On his way out, he appeared to raise his hand in a fascist salute. I saw the video. And it certainly appeared to be a fascist salute. But he quickly backpedaled and said, uh, it was just a wave. Now, I don't know about you, but when I wave, my arm moves sideways, back and forth, horizontally. His arm did not move sideways. I'll leave it at that. In Germany, Duden, which is the leading dictionary of the language on meanings, has reacted swiftly to an outcry about one of their updates. According to Euronews, Duden had written that occasionally the term Jew is perceived as discriminatory because of the memory of the National Socialist use of the language. Quote, in these cases, 
Formulations such as Jewish people, Jewish fellow citizens, or people of the Jewish faith are usually chosen. Close quote. Well, there was an outcry from the Jewish community and leading Jewish groups and individuals who stressed that identifying themselves or being called Jews is not discriminatory. Well, duh. The publisher of Duden reacted to the criticism and updated its definition again Monday to reflect the Jewish community's input. In France, it's election season, and everyone is watching what's happening with the far right. With the arrival of TV commentator Eric Zemmour on the scene, the right wing, normally dominated by Marine Le Pen, is splintering. Eric Zemmour, who's been convicted several times for hate speech, is pulling support from Marine Le Pen. Now, for those of us who don't care for the right, hey, this is good news. And you know, President Emmanuel Macron is watching with glee. But it gets better. This week, Eric Zemmour got a phone call from Donald Trump, who told him to stay true to his hateful self. So Trump basically endorsed Eric Zemmour and his hate speech. Is anybody surprised? I don't think so. Lovely. The best comment came from Nico Hines, the world editor of the Daily Beast, when he appeared on France 24. He was asked what he thought of Zemmour and Trump speaking. He smirked and said, a meeting of the minds. Well, if you ask me, it's a meeting of the mindless. And finally, the European Parliament agreed to put health warnings on wine bottles and other alcoholic products as part of a European cancer plan. Excuse me? Who has a cancer plan? Is there a cancer plan? What is a cancer plan? Now, who is this going to benefit? The winemakers have to pay to put these labels on their bottles. Or even better, who's going to pick up a bottle of wine and see a warning label that says it may cause cancer and then put it back on the shelf? Wine has existed for thousands of years in Europe, and I'm not sure that a label is going to do much. I mean, you see, wine is a way of life here. I think if you're going to put a label on bottles of wine, it should say, warning, consuming this wine may cause people to look more attractive than they really are. Ah, uh, the old jokes, still the best jokes. Or maybe it should say, consuming this wine may cause you to think you are funnier than you are. Or, consuming this wine will cause you to make an ass of yourself at a company party or family dinner. See, now that's a warning that makes sense. But cancer? I don't think so. This kind of overreach is what could turn me into more of a libertarian. I mean, come on. I don't care if wine causes cancer. I'm still going to drink it. I'm still going to have a nice Merlot with dinner. Cancer or no cancer? Anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for letting me have some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver, and this is The Continental Drift.